Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And we are back with And Just Like That. Um, This is season two, episode four, Alive! (laughs) Explanation point. Vivant. Vivant. (laughs) I love how everybody knew exactly that Vivant was... A French for alive. I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you exactly what I thought when I watched this. Because last time you mentioned that you watched the show twice. So mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I was having lunch on, I think it was Friday. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, well, you know what? I'm going to watch the show and I'll watch it twice. So I didn't take any notes. I'm watching, I'm, <laughs> I'm eating lunch on Friday. And at the end of the episode, I thought to myself, Oh, God, I'm going to have to watch this again. (laughs) And then my second thought was, what is this show? What is happening here? I was promised sex. I know. I was promised good, good sex. And this is what I got. This is not this. I'm not getting the good sex that I'm wanting. I've come to the conclusion. I just have to accept the fact this is not the old show and it's never going to be. Yes. Yes. And it's that's the thing. We're all longing for Mm -hmm. you know the sex sex in the city and that just doesn't exist anymore these characters that's just not where they're at Mm -hmm. this is a completely different show and our expectations are just gonna have to shift a little bit yes and and i and i do understand that i understand that they took sex in the city and they broke it this is what michael patrick king has said on the podcast and i and i and i get that i do I do. And that these characters are older and they have evolved. And I and I do understand that as well. But and I and I understand they want to explore other topics. But at the same time, I really, really feel like you've got to make your protagonist carry less of an asshole. Because I feel like She's becoming harder and harder to like. Yeah. I'm finding her. And I guess maybe she I, I know that that was always again, you know, when the younger generation started watching Sex in the City, they were the ones that started to point out like what an awful person she was. Right. And we I thought I, she was so cool. But yeah. Yeah. When you watch it back, you're, you're like, like, God, oh. she's so self-centered. Yeah. And here's what's bothering me about Carrie in this season is she is just so. Like, she just doesn't seem to give a shit. She, all of a sudden, she's kind of prudish. Yes. You know, she's, like, wincing at all. Every Any sexual talk, she's wincing at it. Yes. And she's like, oh, God. You know? And this is a person In who In a was, very judgy way. Yeah. A person who was a sex columnist and just recently had a podcast called yes. Sex in the City. And she's acting like a prude. She doesn't want to talk about... She, vaginas she doesn't want to talk about menopause she she th- i don't 
it's like who are you well and very in a, in a very judgmental rude yeah way it's it's one thing to maybe maybe it's not your cup of tea that's fine you don't want to use a strap on you don't want to use these um this particular product that's fine but you don't need to be judgmental and shame yeah. other people in the process carrie i know she just everything she's just like oh god well i don't want to hear about that and, you know and there's something to be said for the fact that i think what's becoming very glaring is this is that way back when when she was in her 30s and she was a single woman who you know just loved to shop for shoes and she wrote this column and she had these friends and she wanted to look fabulous and she was into fashion and all of that. There was something about that life and it was like, oh, how fabulous. But now that she's in her 50s and you kind of look around, it's like, you know what? What is your life? What is your life? Yeah, what are it's you like, doing with your what life? What are you doing? It's like you have way too much time on your hands that you are so worried that this woman who, I'm sorry, is kind of a very accomplished person. Mm-hmm. You know, you've misinterpreted what she said to you, and this becomes your entire world is this one thing. It's a little bit like, get a life, lady. Like, yeah. get over yourself and already. And also, like, I don't know how old Carrie is really supposed to be, but Sarah Jessica Parker is 58. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and and all I think these... she's supposed to be 55-ish. 55, 56. Okay. Well, and also, too, like, she was so dismissive of... This man who, uh, is it Mitzi or Bitsy? Bitsy. Bitsy was trying to set her up with. She's like, oh, it's like, excuse me, Mr. Big was that age. Because remember, he was older than her. What was he? He was, he about was probably years? about 10 years older than her. So she's 55. Big was 65. He's fine. But this other guy, you know. Who's maybe in his, what, late 60s, late early 60s, 70s? Early 70s, like same age or. or yeah or a couple years older than big like you're just automatically like oh no you know how dare he how how yeah who she was upset that bitsy 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 god i don't know why i can't remember that that bitsy would dare to set her up with this guy like yeah she's like are you kidding and it's like carrie hello how old do you think you are yeah (laughs) get over yourself honey yeah it's just it's But you, there is, again, I think that when you're in your 20s and then in your 30s, there is something about like, okay, fine, your life is this. Mm -hmm. But you look at Miranda, you look at Charlotte, it's like, yeah, they've got a lot on their plate. They've got a lot going on because they have kids, they've got lives, they've got their careers that they're pursuing. Well, actually, neither of them really have careers that they're pursuing, actually, now (laughs) that I'm thinking about it. They were. They have they have kids. Now that I'm thinking about it, God, these people do need more lives. But well, there they is have more than Carrie. Carrie yeah. literally has nothing, nothing to do. Nothing. Yeah, she's she's got to promote this book, which is I want to talk about that in a second too. But there's a little bit of this. God, get lives, people. I mean, you just don't have enough going on that this is the biggest concern. And yeah. I just I don't I'm just a little bit like God. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah, they, I don't know. They've I, really got to do more with her character because this is not interesting. This, this she is, was she this was is, so boring this episode. Yeah, like I don't know. Like you said, so judgmental and just not likable. Yeah, and so and I also want to point out a couple other things. First off, their their recap from the episode before was mm-hmm. very misleading they showed scenes of naya of what was going on in naya's storyline which I forgot naya was even yeah. there where so, is she so naya wasn't in this episode at all uh-huh. so i thought that was weird so the, the recap from the week before whoever edited that had nothing to do with this week fyi okay so the whole thing was and i and i had said this in the beginning of this this new season was this that they had too many characters so now this week there was no Nia at all because they can't, there's no room for they her. can't fit her in. Which yeah. is a shame because Karen Pittman's an excellent actress. Um, but I, again, I like Nia, but I, I think it's better with less people. The second problem is, is that they're doing exactly what is the problem and what people talk about, which is the, the, um, 
people of color characters are falling into, except for LTW, but they are falling into what happens, which is Seema is there to push Carrie's storylines, mm-hmm. right? She is there to have coffee with Carrie. She is there to get on the phone with Carrie so Carrie can talk to her when she's on the way to the event. Mm-hmm. You know, that se- all Seema has done this entire second season is we don't we haven't seen Seema date or do anything. All we've seen is Seema have coffee with Carrie and do that. That's it. Bobby is there to get Carrie to the um to brunch, mm-hmm. right? This is all we've seen those characters do. Mm-hmm. And they're falling right into this trap. So all of this work, quote unquote, that they've tried to do with these other characters, you know, that's the problem. You you introduced way too many characters and now you're failing at it. Yeah. And so that's you know that's why I think that they're they're really they're it's falling apart a bit. It is, and also to the whole they're <clears throat> they're they're trying so hard to be woke, politically yeah. uh, um, correct, whatever you want to call it. That, that it's having kind of the opposite effect. Yeah, it's it's making it worse. Yeah, because it's it's <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it's just. They just, it should have been more organic, I guess, or, or something. I don't yeah. know. It's just, yeah, I, I, I'm watching it and I'm like, God, I miss it when it was just the four of them. And they yeah. were, you know, and they each had every episode, they had their storyline and then they'd get together in the uh, the coffee shop or, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Well, the L, and then, and so even if they had just added LTW, uh, then if they had just focused on LTW and her life, okay, that would have been great. Yeah, because she's a great character. She's a great character. But the problem with her storyline now is this, is that we, and again, great to see Billy D. Williams. Always oh, great. I know. love him. But the thing is, is that with her mother-in-law and with Billy D. Williams, and you hear about how, oh, they hate each other and, you know, this, this 20th anniversary. I want to find out more about that. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of like, what's hard about that is it's it's like, okay, so I, I can understand why they don't like each other, but it's so, well, let's dig into that. Let's... It would have been nice to know or if we knew more about these people and their histories Mm -hmm. of like, well, tell us more. Why? Why is the mother-in-law the way she is? Right. Like, she's so one dimensional right now. But we all know that there's a reason why she is so hard on. Well, hopefully it's coming. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get to it. But all we've seen of this person for, you know, a season and a half is this one way. There's other reasons why. There are reasons why she is like this, mm-hmm. right? There's reason. It's just, but we don't know why. But with Miranda and Steve, we know them so much better. Yeah. That's that's the problem is we we have some characters that we know really, really well and some characters we know very much on the surface, but they're kind of wanting us to know everybody at the same. It's just yeah. exhausting. Well, let's talk about yes. the characters. Um, maybe we'll, we'll start with Carrie. I don't know. Should we do her first or last? Um, uh, let's do her first. Since all okay. of the other stories kind of revolve. Yeah, well, we've already talked about how she's, well... Well, let's just tell what the the big, the story, the main storyline is, is that Carrie runs into Enid Frick, who was her, um, she was one of the editors at Vogue, and as we all know, from the Sex and the City character from the series. And um, so Enid um, is got booted from Vogue after she got the golden parachute after 20 plus years. And um, but in the meantime, she has this very popular newsletter called Ask Enid. Um, and Carrie's book just came out. And Carrie really wants uh, Enid to mention the book on her newsletter, because apparently when you mention it on the newsletter, it's very hot. And Enid says to Carrie, hey, I have a thought. I would love for you to come to, I'm starting a new online magazine called Vivant. Well, first she turns Carrie down and says, no, I will not promote your book because (laughs) if I did that, I'd have to promote everybody's book or something like that. And then she gives her this alternative. Mm -hmm. You can, um, yeah, come write for She She never says write. She says, I want to tell you about this new online magazine. I would like for you to be a part of it. She just said, I would like for you to be a part Mm -hmm. of it. 
I have this upcoming event. It's a startup. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to come to my event. And then Carrie assumes that means that she wants she her to, wants write, her for to write for it. Yes. Um, so then Car- then we see Carrie meeting up with Seema and she calls. Oh, wait, let's go back. Uh, the thing that offended Carrie so much. Yes, that's right. Was um, in this conversation with Enid is and i guess enid's supposed to be like 75 and um enid's talking about how you know this project she's doing um and she says you know for women our age mm-hmm. and carrie is just incensed yes that she would lump her in with enid yes and you know i don't think enid meant it literally enid knows how old carrie is mm-hmm. but that just pissed her off yes <laughs> and that carried through the whole you know, to, yes. through through was the one of the That's where she, I think her her mind went blank <laughs> the yeah. minute she heard, and apparently because she said it three times, thrice, mm. she said it three times. Women yeah. our age, women our age, and the big thing being that women our age are ignored by the media. That when and we all know this to be true, which is that women once they get past the age of like thirty five, you know, or thirty, that they are pretty much ignored, ignored by well, the media, I don't know ignored if it, by the it starts world. happening that early. I mean, forty, fifty. I, I think around fifty. I think. 50 plus it gets really bad yeah um in my personal experience um (laughs) but yeah i mean basically it you know you get past you know 25 and things just start start going downhill rolling downhill so that offends carrie so next we see her at um having uh which having coffee with um with Seema and I thought this was really interesting. Carrie refers to Enid as her former boss and mentor. And I'm like, well that's you you're referring to this woman as a mentor? Yeah, but you're being so mean to yeah, her. Yeah. It's like she's your mentor, yet you never spend any time with her. Mm-hmm. This is your mentor, but you're you don't want to even be compared to her. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Yeah. I thought that was really odd. And then and then she she talks she's talking smack about Enid, your mentor, that you look up to. We look up to mentors, right? Okay, so you talk smack about her. Seema then jumps down this person's throat, right? Seema, of course, is like, you know, the good friend who's like, oh, no, you're not this. She wishes she was fabulous like us, blah, 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 blah. And then um, once Seema finds out who it is, Mm -hmm. Seema's like, oh, wait, ask Enid? Oh, my God, she's fabulous. She's wonderful. It's like, yeah. How are you it's people? Like one minute she's this old hag, and then the, and then next, the next minute, minute she's great and wonderful. And it's a little bit like she's like you've got to go to that. Yeah, event. you've got to go to that party, and you've got to get on that that list. It's a little bit like. So what is the point here, people? That okay, if she once when she was just an old loser, she's she's old hag. But if you're old, but a former editor of Vogue, well then you're fabulous. Mm-hmm. Like what is it? What is it? Do you support other women? If you're old, then you're old. What are we trying to say here? That was the part that really irritated me. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of, it feels very high school. At all, and they do. They refer to sophomores and seniors yeah. and all of this kind of stuff. It's like, no, you two are in high school right here. Yeah. Because really, truly, you are acting like bratty children mm-hmm. about this. Because you just... Well, I mean, it's it's ageism and even yeah. older people can be ageist. Yes. You know, you can be 55 and be ageist and, you know, just wait, you'll be 75, God willing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at some point. And yeah, like, don't be so don't be so mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then Carrie starts getting these texts from this stranger, this older man, Marlon. She has no idea, you know, why she's getting them. And um, and then the the Carrie's seen throughout the episode, and we'll get to those sections. But then she eventually goes to the party, and um, she uh, she sees Bitsy there, and then she finds out that Bitsy's the one that's trying to connect her to Marlin, and then um, she uh, she then during uh, so one of the things that I love is of course. Carrie's so like, I can't believe I'm going to this startup thing. Ugh. And and again, being the asshole that she is, mm-hmm. she, of course, sees a few women with walkers and she's so disgusted by it. But then she sees Gloria Steinem and yeah. then changes her tune yet again. So because, oh, now I want to be here. Now this is a fabulous party. Now this is a good thing. Now Enid's special. 
So <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like if whatever narrative yeah. suits Carrie. Yeah, in the it's moment. it's like now Enid's not so pathetic because you know it's it's exhausting. So um, and and I think that this is part of this is what is I feel like is missing from this show is this is is that this ageism issue. In the old show, what made the old show really interesting is this ageism issue would have been something that would have come like something like this would have happened. They would have brought it to the brunch table and all the women would have had would have talked about it. Yeah. Like Miranda would and have talked about they, it. And they would play devil's advocate yes. and bounce it off each other. So it's not just so one sided. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because what we're seeing here is, you know, like Miranda would have said, well, hold on a second. You know, you're you're. One minute she you, you love her and now you hate her because of this this mm-hmm. and this. I mean nobody's calling. There's no. nobody there to call Carrie out on yes. her shit. Yes, basically. And that's what I think. Seema's not her, doing it. Yeah, and I think that's what helped her in the, the original show was these different viewpoints, different mm-hmm. ways of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the show feels very weird and very odd, and why people i think this is why we feel so disconnected from all of it mm-hmm. and i think that was in that moment like when she saw gloria steinem and her tune changed yeah i was like that's when it hit me like it was like oh this is why like there's no counterpoint to any of this yeah so anyway um and then she keeps uh bitsy keeps forcing this marlin on her and she sends her a dick pic <laughs> Oh, this guy. Yeah, this is the kind of sex we're getting. Yeah, this is <laughs> a, a, yes. a dick pic from a, a 70-year-old. Yes. Um, and then, uh, so finally, Carrie gets to talk to... Oh, and the look on Carrie's face when she gets that dick pic... Again, she's all she grossed out. Is, and it's, but the look of... It's like a school marm, like, rude. Yeah. So mean. So mean. So... She finally gets to say to Gloria Steinem how wonderful she is and all of that. And um, she takes a picture with Candace and uh, with Enid and Gloria. Candace, Enid wants to look at the photos. She swipes. She sees the dick pic. She says, wait, that's my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out Enid is also dating Marlon. Not also, but is yeah. dating Marlon. She's offended. But it turns out that what Enid really wanted from Carrie was not to write for Vivant, <laughs> but that she wanted her deep pockets yeah. because Big is dead and Carrie has a ton of money. And Big must have been pretty rich because she tells her she wants a hundred grand. Yeah. And she PayPal's her. And Carrie, I guess, and Carrie smartly says, well, if you put my book on Enid Ask asks, Enid. Ask Enid. The other thing about this book thing is Carrie... Aren't you? You're with a, a legit publisher. I mean, yeah, publishing's hard, but the publishers should also have a PR team for you. Well, it's like you're is, putting this all yeah. on you to promote this, it. This is fake. I mean, this yeah. is for the show. But and then one of the worst lines in you know the history of this franchise, uh, Carrie says, and just like that, we became PayPal's. I know. Who wrote that? That <laughs> was so dumb. It was very dumb. Uh. They're yeah. really they're really stretching for these and just like that. <clears throat> I know. Well, Ugh. Carrie's insufferable. She's, she is. She's insufferable. And she was also insufferable um, when she went with Miranda over yes, to Yes, you want to talk about Miranda place. next? Yeah. Let's talk so, about that. Well, okay. First, I guess we have to back, yeah, back up. up. We have to back up a little bit because Miranda's back in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. She's staying at the house. Steve has taken up, you know, boxing. He's all ripped and cut. Looking yeah, good. it looks great. Well, did you did you listen to the podcast, the um, Writers Room podcast this week? I think so. So that I will say that's one thing. I do not like Michael Patrick King that much, but I, this is one thing that I agree with him is that a lot of the fans and a lot of the viewers were pissed yeah. about the treatment of Steve last year that we that they feel like Steve got a bum rap, and mm-hmm. I agree mm-hmm. that Steve in the show was he's a cutie yeah. and he was a very you know he's a bartender he was cute and people felt like and he agreed so this year they said to steve like the first time we want to see you we want to see you looking hot mm-hmm. and he did he was a super you know all cut and sweaty and he looked good yeah. so i'm i'm happy i'm happy for you steve justice for steve yeah so they go to family therapy and uh, Brady basically says, I'm fine. You know, <laughs> now we need to talk about you two. Yeah. And, you know, your breakup. And Good for him. Because um, he's right. 
Yeah, but I don't know. That was all kind of unsatisfying. Because it was. Nothing really happened. And um, uh, Miranda offered to get her own place. And then Steve said, no, I'll get a place. And she says, thank you. And and then the and then Brady says, and I'm not going to go to college in the fall. And yeah. Miranda, I don't know why. Again, she just kind of said, oh, OK. But of course, she's very pissed about that. Yeah. But then that nothing really ha- is. That's all that nothing comes of that you know then then the next scene miranda is with carrie they're going to chase new place and she's mad about what brady said but then it just 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 drops it yeah and so apparently che pasta has wrapped its pilot (laughs) no whatever it was but but i'm with you i i was looking forward to this therapy scene and i appreciated that they did not get some white man with a beard I'm very happy they picked a young well, that, kind. Of, that that woman looked like she was barely old enough. To I be know a she was very young. I was kind of like okay, but I, I was glad they didn't kind of go to the old trope of a therapist mm-hmm. or make her really weird and flaky. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, thank God. But she did seem kind of young. But I could kind of understand if they picked someone for Brady that mm-hmm. they picked someone kind of young. I was like, okay, but yeah, I'm with you on that. It felt very unsatisfying because I don't think that Steve and the state of mind that he was in would have reacted that way. I think that, that I think Steve would have said something more. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think I don't Steve would want wanted more of a resolution. I don't think that Steve would have been in that state of mind. I think I think Steve would have been like, yeah, let's talk. Well, they this didn't, out. Yeah, they didn't talk about anything. They didn't talk about they anything. They talked about nothing, and then Brady just drops this bomb, and then. But that's I understand. It. I understand Miranda being in this position of I don't feel like I can say anything because I blew up all of our lives. I understand mm-hmm. her being like. I can't say anything because I'm the bad guy, mm-hmm. but I don't. And I and I understand Steve's point of view because maybe Steve Steve didn't go to college, so I can understand Steve being like, "Whatever you need, Brady. It's not so important. All of that." But I don't understand Steve not saying anything else about their lives and what mm-hmm. they want and Miranda and moving forward and any of that. That the whole scene felt very weird. Like, why are we here? We're not. The whole point of that scene was to get that Steve's going to move out and Brady's not going to college. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Um, moving forward. Yeah. So Che uh, is back in New York and I guess, um, oh, what's his name? Lyle. Lyle. Her husband. (laughs) Their husband. Their husband. Drove them cross country uh, i don't know why um, i guess they had to figure out some way to get him there i don't know yeah, why that, what, what? that is so weird because che had an apartment in new york so che now has pilot money now i also want to say something che has this pilot has not been picked up che has pilot money pilot money for che is like not a lot of money like the, the, the pilot, like you, you don't really start making serious money until your pilot is picked up and you get ordered for a 13 episode. You're analyzing this oh. like this is real life. <laughs> I'm just saying that, <laughs> that Che has no business upgrading their life like this yet. Well, unless the, the show is picked up. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying they shouldn't have. This give, makes, this makes no sense. They shouldn't have given up their old apartment yes. or whatever, but, but. But they did. And uh, they so just needed to get Lyle here, but get, none of this makes sense. They needed to get Lyle to New York so yes. they could have a failed threesome. Okay, got it. So, and, okay, so Carrie, again, starts her wincing at everything. Mm. And she's claiming, oh, I'm, I'm only staying for for a minute. Or, you know, yeah. she's just very like, well, then why are you here? If Why are you here? What did you mm-hmm. come here for? And so... She, Miranda and Che have to go make out in the bedroom, which is so tacky. It's and, so gross. And how Miranda, old are you people? Exactly. Miranda acts like a um, you know, a fifteen year old who hasn't seen her boyfriend in a week or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, calm down, you know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Carrie gets stuck talking to Lyle, and I'm very disappointed. I thought Lyle was gonna be like a good character. He sucks. <laughs> You know, he's basically just not. Yeah, he's not very interesting. He's just kind of there as a, a as a statement piece of something, and 
you know, we get the origin story of how he and Che met and, yeah, uh, you, you know, it's, it's a lot. And again, it's just like to reinforce like Che is a free spirit and, you know, also, Che does crazy things and lives life on the edge and blah, well, blah, 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 blah. But also too, Che basically told, you know, yeah, they just randomly get married, don't really know each other. And then Che tells him, like, if you want to be with me, you have to be more sexually adventurous, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and Wait, Che says that to Lyle? Yeah. Oh. Remember that... I missed that. I watched the episode twice. Well, so, Che says... Uh, I, I don't know how it came up, but basically, Che wanted this woman to come into their relationship and basically told Lyle that you need to do this for me because this is what I want. And then oh. Lyle says, oh, happy wife, happy life. So I just did it. There was a whole conversation oh, about God. that. <laughs> I somehow tuned that out, I think. I don't know. God, I missed that twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Che... I must have been taking notes or something. I don't know what yeah. I was... I zoned out. So Che times. is basically... Whatever Che wants, Che gets. Uh-huh. And then that later that evening, um, Lyle's passed out in bed, and all three of them are yeah. on this bed. And Che wakes up, and she starts touching Miranda. And then all of a sudden, Lyle is up, and mm-hmm. you know. And so they start doing things. And then I will say, hold on, real quick. I will say that one moment where Lyle joins in, and Che says, "Are you cool with this?" And Miranda has to decide whether or not she's cool with this. That decision making, I have to say, that was pretty funny. Of like, am I cool with this? And you know, do well, I want to do this? I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. It was kind of clever. It was, but it was interrupted by Che basically doing her their sexual bullying again because mm. Miranda's going. Miranda clearly. Uh, is not ready for this mm-hmm. right in that moment. And she's g- running through all these things and saying them out loud. And then um, Che says, well, the more you talk, the h- less hot this is. Mm. And so it was sort of, it felt like an ultimatum. Like, mm. you, you you bet you need to do this. Yeah. And then Miranda does or tries. And then, you know, she gets a Charlie horse and has to, has to leave. But it was the clunkiest, most awkward thing and mm-hmm. i don't know i just che is just they're just kind of gross to me sometimes you know with all this like this is how i am and mm-hmm. you gotta fit in with me che what has che ever done for miranda in any way in terms of mm. compromising in terms of anything she's mm. i just find that character uh really selfish yeah yeah, but I think that that is, I don't know, but I think that's what it's like to love a stand-up comedian who's a sitcom star, and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, really? I, think- I mean, are all all comedians, and <sighs> you know, I, I mean, come on, I think Jerry Seinfeld's pretty nice to his wife. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. It's. But that's that's part of their persona that yeah. they use that to get away with bullshit. Yeah. Basically, like this is just who I am. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't care how you yeah. how you feel. You have to fit into my world. Well, yeah, that might be how it works. I mean, maybe this is who. Yeah, yeah, this might be the harsh lesson that uh, uh, Miranda learns. Yeah, through I, all of this, I, that, I that this maybe is this coming. is who. That maybe this is, and maybe this is what's going to happen. I do know that I, I hear this listening to, because we we both downloaded some other pod, other people's podcasts that are covering this because we wanted to hear some other people's coverage. And um, one thing that I thought was interesting is one person mentioned that um, Michael Patrick King was a stand-up comedian for a while. Mm-hmm. And that there's some theories that maybe that's why he created the Che character and that that's why he loves Che, that, you know, he sees himself in Che. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it's not working and um that's why he stands up for them and another criticism that i've heard not from these podcasts but from other people is that one of the the pieces is that this you know with creating this non-binary character is to make this non-binary character so sexual that that's that it's kind of muddying the water that non-binary has nothing to do with sexuality and that 
that... But it also kind of feels like a stereotype, too. Yes, like, and that's the problem. Yeah. Just because this character is not a cisgendered person, they have to be super sexual. Yes. I don't like that. And that yeah. that non-binary has got nothing to do with sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's gender and sexuality are two different things. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. And a lot of people also have said, though, I can't really tell. I don't know. I'm not great with reading this very well, but that there's not a lot of chemistry between Miranda and Che. There's definitely not a lot of chemistry with Oliver Hudson and either of these two people with Miranda or Che. And I I don't get a vibe with any of these people. No, none of it's believable. Yeah, that was the clunkiest, most uncomfortable threesome I've ever seen. Yeah. I was just like, ooh, this needs to end. I'm not not happy. I'm glad it ended when it did. That's why when I said I was promised sex, I was like, yeah, there's sex in this, but I I don't know. I mean, really, honestly, come on my tits was the sexiest (laughs) thing I saw. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I don't know. And even that was a little bit much, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I... I, oof, I, I, and I don't know where this is going, but I, I do think that Miranda is just right on the precipice of realizing that Che's not all that. Mm-hmm. That Che really is all about Che. Doesn't really care about Miranda. If Miranda wants to come along for the ride and she can fit in, great. But Che's uh-huh. going to do what Che's going to do. And Miranda has work to do with on her family. You know, she's yeah. she needs to be doing something m- more. That's more important. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's coming. I, I'm really, I'm yeah. sick of, I'm sick of Che, but you're right. I don't think Che is going anywhere. I think Che is a standalone character because I don't know. It just feels more like um, Che is not an ancillary character in the way that Naya or mm-hmm. LTW or Seema. Uh-huh. But nobody likes Che. <laughs> no, 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 nobody who's watching this show likes Che Bet. Yeah, but I, I mean, listen, if I don't think Che Pasa is going to go, because if Che Pasa goes, then, then Che's gone. Yeah, because uh, Miranda's not going to go back to L.A. I mean, she, she can't go back to L.A. Then it creates this problem of Miranda being gone. Yeah. And now we're back to... They can't have Miranda gone. No. So. No. They all have to be in New York. So. Yeah. If Che's going to stay on the show, then, yeah, the the, uh, pilot is not going to get picked up. Or the pilot. (laughs) Well, yeah. No, the pilot can't get. The pilot can't shoot in New York either. So. Anywho, let's go to. You want to do Charlotte or LTW? Oh, how about Charlotte? All right. So (laughs) Charlotte's storyline is the kids go off to camp. And she and Harry are just so super excited to have alone time. Now, I would like to point out something. Harry is a very successful, high-priced divorce attorney. Because Mm -hmm. I would also like to point out that while Charlotte got that apartment Mm -hmm. through her divorce, they still have to maintain this lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? So... That means Harry has to bring in big bucks every year. How is Harry able to just two o'clock in the afternoon or in the morning be able to see his kids off? Do you know what I mean? I, I love know. how well, these this men is a fantasy. Yeah, and I same, know. And same with LTW's husband. He's yeah. like in finance. Yeah, I he, love how all these husbands can just they be can here. show up for yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's, that's not, not realistic. That's people. not realistic. Okay. But and and have sex during the day and just go home like a high priced divorce attorney just has loads of time. Well, although I have to say, like I've seen dads like that who you know who had you know, big time jobs in San Mm -hmm. Francisco and they would leave and come back over to the East Bay to see their kid in something for five minutes. And I always admired those dads. Yeah. So it does happen. But Mm. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Sorry, I've seen it. (laughs) Okay. seen it happen. I don't know. I just think at that level in New York, I just don't think that I don't think that those dads are ever seen. But also there, you know, when yeah, maybe when you're first starting out your career, but, you know, when you're 20, 25 years in, you get a lot more flexibility. All right. All right. So anyway, they're big. They're so thrilled the kids are gone. So we learn that 
Harry has a semen problem. And I guess that this is something that happens, which is that I guess you can get, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like dry the, balls or something. Well, the ejaculate <laughs> goes into the bladder instead of coming out due to some weakness in the pelvic floor. Yeah, so it's a dry <laughs> orgasm. The semen goes into the bladder. Yes, I did write this down when the doctor was talking. So we learned- also, what, why, what? Why are we this? Why are we doing this? Well, I have to say that this and and the subsequent brunch scene that they had (laughs) with the with the three ladies and Anthony, I thought was the best scene of the show because it felt like, again, I know I shouldn't be grasping for the old show, but it felt like, okay, this is interesting. This is good. Like we're having a conversation. We're talking about something that is, you know, we're having a debate. People are talking, they're Mm -hmm. laughing, they're joking. You know, everyone's giving their opinion. They're kind of ribbing on Charlotte, you know, Mm -hmm. of like Charlotte loves, you know, Charlotte loves jizz, Charlotte Mm -hmm. loves cum, you know, and Anthony's asking for more mayo and, you know, all of it. Carrie's clutching her pearls. Yeah, I mean. That's her her new thing. Yeah, but it's just... It's that it's the it's that same vibe. It's that that's kind of what you're you know that's that's what you're signing up for. Yeah, that's the old show mm-hmm. like this with the four of them, um, and you know Mario's just replaced or Anthony has just replaced uh, Samantha. But yeah. I think, but I felt like that vibe, that feeling, that fun. You know, that is that was the show, and and. And to me, when when I when someone says that we're breaking something and we're going to reinvent it in a way, I was thinking more of that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I understand it can't be all of that, but that's what I felt like it would be. And this is a storyline that would be from the former show. Yeah, it yeah, and 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 it would. And it's funny. And I thought that like Kristen Davis with the one, two, three, four, you know, through the pelvic floor, you know, and the Kegels and how serious yeah. she took it. It was, it felt, it was good comedy. Yes. And yeah. I felt like she did a really good job in the, in the hand job of like, I love you and I love you. And it's like, <laughs> you can do it. And just the, the determination that she had, I just, I thought all of that was, know. you know, it's, it's a better storyline and more interesting. And it was rounded out. You know, that's how a lot of these in Sex in the City, the way they, you know, the storylines had a beginning and a middle and an end mm-hmm. versus Miranda's like, yeah. OK, so yeah. Steve's going to get one, a, a we did, It went to completion. Yes, went to completion. <laughs> so but the thing is, is it versus what's going on with Miranda where you're like, what the fuck? What's happening? Are, yeah. So Steve's going to move out and Brady's not going to college. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, OK. No, this was a true old Sex in the City thing where, like you said, there's a beginning, middle end. But uh, let, uh, let me ask you this. Was this on the podcast? Did Michael Patrick King have dust balls? Is that why he wrote no, this? No, no. <laughs> but it. this storyline was from the original show. They wanted to do something about this, like Casper the Friendly Come. That that line was something they were trying to do in the original series. Uh, OK. So... I think this is why it felt it was, very yeah, familiar because it was already crafted, yeah, you know, way back then. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, it was it was cute. Yes, it was cute. Um, so and then finally, the last one is LTW. She's got it's her twentieth wedding anniversary. Her kids, their kids, are also going off to camp, but they're not going to have sex. They are going to work. <laughs> she and her husband, and um. But in the meantime, we see them, they're at the mark having drinks, um, espresso martinis, and they're Mm -hmm. very excited to be out in the world and without their children and very happy. Um, And um, so when they're at the mark, she thanks him for taking care of the invites. And that's when I knew (laughs) he's going to he's going to F this up in some way, shape or form. Did you not see that coming from a mile away? The minute she said, oh, thank you for taking care of the invites. I actually didn't. I was was surprised when it was revealed. But yeah, he forgot to press send. (laughs) So um, the only people who showed up were people they invited in 
in real time. Yes. Yeah. So we already had heard that her mother-in-law and um, LTW's father don't get along. So her father is the legend Billy D. Williams, who is a playwright poet. So um, uh, let's see. So it's Charlotte and Harry and the in-laws and this... Um, Mark Kasabian. Mark Kasabian, who is a um, who has a gallery that um, LTW knows, but also Charlotte knows of him as well, because Charlotte used to be um, in that world. Uh, who else was there? Anybody else? I think that was. Oh it. God, I think that is it. Yeah, and Mark Kasabian just happened to be there because LTW saw him that day mm-hmm. and invited him in person. So they. Um, so they plan this huge like four course meal for 30 people and then there's only a few of them there and so we see this big fiasco um happen and so um yeah it's just a whole it's a whole giant big mess and in the midst of all of it it becomes this fight between um ltw's father and um herbert's mother about you know about like well, they, I don't know. Well, their main their main issue is that so Herbert's mother thinks that LTW should basically just be a housewife, yeah, and should be home um, taking care of the kids. And then, oh, another you know wacky thing that happens is um, LTW was supposed to order the cake, mm-hmm. and she completely forgot. So there's no cake. And so the mother, so Eunice says, well, in my day, I wouldn't have forgotten the cake because I would have made it myself and I would have done. Mm-hmm. She wants, she wants Lisa to just be a housewife to cater to her son and her mm-hmm. grandchildren. And she doesn't agree with her working, I guess, at all. And so then her father stands up for her and says, but she's an artist and she does all this brilliant work and why shouldn't she be able to so i guess that's the beef yeah is that they have different ideas about what role she should have and how their marriage should Uh be and um well and the other beef is that billy d williams he's a playwright poet and ltw is a filmmaker mm -hmm. and herbert works in finance and i assume that herbert's father Eunice's husband also maybe worked in finance. So there's mm-hmm. sort of like the, this money versus art. Like, yeah, like corporate greed. He says, all you yeah. do, the so Billy D. Williams says, I don't know, we know the, yeah. the, the name <laughs> Something of the Todd. character, Mr. Um, Todd, says, yeah, all you care about is the money and you don't do anything if it's not for the almighty dollar and mm-hmm. you worship money. Yeah, yeah. so he, he thinks that Herbert is a sellout. Yeah. And so Lisa feels like she, LTW feels like she has to defend Herbert. So um, she says, well, you know what he's going to do? He's going to run for comptroller where he earlier Herbert said, I don't think I'm going to run. We just don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. And so that's the big announcement. So I assume this is going to play out throughout the series. Yeah. Again, I want to see more of these in-laws and yeah, like more um, get more to the story. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? If, if they had just committed to this one person, this one character from the beginning, then great. Like, let's see these people. Let's see their lives. Let's get to know mm-hmm. them. It's like, great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's beautiful. And the other thing that really annoyed me since I watched this damn thing twice was I really, I'm just like looking at the fashions. Like, I'm not excited by any fashions. I mean, I'm not even, I used to like, Every episode of Sex in the City, there was something that was exciting and like, mm. oh, what's she wearing? What's this? I mean, even the weird hat that Carrie was wearing in that coffee shop scene, I was like, oh, okay, it's yeah, kind of wacky, but I okay. Hate, I hate her hat. I know. Well, I was just kind of like, I don't even, I don't like it, but I don't even care that much that I don't well, like it. Well, they don't have Patricia Fields anymore, and I don't know why. Did she not want to come back to the I show? I don't know. I heard that Patricia Fields is like, like, super tight with kim cattrall oh so in solidarity maybe yeah because i I also heard that um kim cattrall only agreed to come back for this one scene if um patricia fields would style her well and then the and then i love the thing i love that what um ltw was wearing at the 20th anniversary party the cape Mm -hmm. and all of that well she she always looks stunning but it's sort of hard to remember her outfits well she's also i mean she's so beautiful 
She's so gorgeous. And I think she looks so... I love what they put her in, but it's not memorable. And Carrie, I felt like in the old series, Carrie, you never kind of knew what you were going to get. Right. Like, obviously, she would go in phases of where she was going in her fashion, but it was always something different, something new, something, you know, would it be a big ball gown or would it be a little short skirt or would it be this or would it be that? This, I feel like it's just been a lot of flowy dresses yeah. and it kind of gets lost in everything and I'm Mute, bored. Yeah, these like muted colors. Yeah. I did like the dress she wore to that... Uh, the startup event. Yeah, I heard someone else say pretty. that too, but I, I, but in my mind, I was just kind of like, I, I can't remember anything I can't else remember she it. wore. And it was only because it was a very colorful dress that I noticed it. But yeah, all of her clothes are, the colors are muted. Uh, Miranda, gosh, she hasn't had any fashion yeah. um, at all. This, But Miranda's never been known time. for the... But she used to, you know, when they would go out and they would do stuff, when they would dress up to do mm-hmm. something, she she would usually, you know, clean up. But I don't know. <clears throat> so at this um, birthday or anniversary, failed anniversary party. <laughs> um, so Charlotte is talking with this guy, Mark Kasabian, and he actually, you know, knows her and of, has heard of her. And anyway, they hit it off and uh, he offers her a job. And she says, oh, no, I couldn't possibly, you know, my kids need me now more than ever. And I was just like, oh, Hmm. really? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, they do need you. But that doesn't mean you still can't work. You could probably set your own schedule. They are in school for, you know, eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they are now gone for like a month or so. They're gone for a month. In a couple of years, you know, Lily is going to be, you know, going to college. So I don't know. I hope they circle back to that. They are. I I mean, I think this is going to be a job. Yeah, I think this is going to be her storyline. Right. I don't know. I I saw some clip of where she was saying that she's become Rock's manager or momager or something because Rock is doing trying to be an Internet. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I don't know something. Rock is trying to do something online and Charlotte is her manager. Oh, I don't know. There was a clip of about that so okay. I, I don't know where that's going hmm. well that actor is victor garber who's very well known oh yeah that's right. so i kind of i do wonder if i mean it doesn't mean that he wouldn't do like a one-off part but i you know much like billy d williams i don't think that they're gonna do just like one little thing yeah one scene yeah so i i kind of feel like she might take that and maybe she might take a couple different things who mm-hmm. knows yeah, these yeah. women need more in their lives. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. far, LTW is doing the most work. She's doing the most. Um, yeah, Charlotte could use a job. Carrie <laughs> could use a life. And Miranda has a life. She just needs to get back to it. Yes. You know? And what happened to her getting her master's degree? Oh, yeah. Did she just drop that? Well, you know what? It's summertime, technically, on the show. It's summertime. Yeah. So she gave up that very exciting internship yeah. to follow Che. Yeah. And really, in real time here, we're kind of, it's only been a couple weeks or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, in, it should be fall soon. So it she should be going, you know, back to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll get to see Naya again. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's how she gets back on the show. Yes. Miranda yes. goes back to school. And there's poor Naya. She's been, you know, teaching a summer school class. Yeah, we don't know where she is. <laughs> She's missing, basically. Ay, 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 this point. show. I know. Yeah, I, have well, a love, still, I, I have a love-hate relationship I with this show. I, I mean, know. I, 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 I cannot... And yeah, and I'm sitting here analyzing it like this is real, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's just a television show. I know. But we're so emotionally invested in it. We've invested so many years of our lives into this. But I'm telling you, I listened to that Writer's Room podcast. They think they are doing just this amazing. They think they're very clever. They think they're doing this amazing work. They really, really do. And it's so funny because I'll talk to I went to a 
a barbecue right after the last time we recorded and I was talking to someone they were asking like oh what, what are you covering and I was telling them the show and they were like oh god what is going on with the show it's terrible blah 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 so I know we're not alone in how we feel because <laughs> yeah. every time I talk to someone this is exactly what they say they're like oh my god what's happened it's so awful blah, 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 blah. yet we're all watching it yes but hold on I heard this. I don't know where I hear these things. So please, my facts are not yeah, like the greatest. I think I know what you're going to say. Oh, that the, about the, the numbers. The, yeah. The, yeah. That apparently last year, about a million on average, a million people were watching the show. And now about 400,000 people oh my are watching gosh. that. It's a drop that much. That's that's what I heard. Wow. Well, even a million people seemed kind of low. I mean, I think it was it was so anticipated last mm -hmm. season, the return of it. And then when it was kind of disappointing, I think a lot of people just dropped off. Yeah. And it just like, I'm not. I think and and I do. And I I see people talking. I see I do see a lot of people um, saying, yeah, I just stopped watching it because what's amazing to me is how I will just be flipping through. Um, I was like last night I was on Amazon Prime and I was just flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a oh, th I've never heard of this show before. And I'm like, who's in the show? And like two or three really big stars and like, oh, what's this show? And I'm like, oh, there are four or five big stars. And these shows that There's are so much to watch, you know, yeah. the show called Citadel, w which is with Stanley Tucci mm -hmm. and, you know, all of these people, which I think I vaguely remember. And it's got two or three seasons there's so much content out there yeah. do you know what i mean it's oh i just, know there's so many shows i want to so watch shows. i don't have the time you know y yeah so there's there's so much content so that you think that a million people isn't that much but it is a lot mm. you know mm -hmm. so anyway just to go from that to four hundred thousand and That's all of good. that like to get these numbers it's just i don't know anyway there's okay. just so much content out there that it's hard to get any numbers, but to drop that much from one season to the next, mm -hmm. not good. That's not good. And I don't know what their numbers were when they were HBO before. So that's the other part of it, too. Mm -hmm. They have a lot more competition mm -hmm. than they did before. Oh, yeah. A lot more. I mean, that's 25 years ago. Yeah. Like there, there was not, <laughs> nowhere near. We didn't have streaming. I mean... We barely had the internet. It had kind of just yeah. started. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't have any of this stuff. Yeah. Anywho. I remember, was it, mm. was it, remember we used to get together and watch it at, was it, because there's one of us had cable, one of us had HBO yeah. and one of us didn't. Well, and we used to get together, was I it had, when you were living? Yeah, the, I mean, I had HBO at one point. When Steve and I first got together, because we had cable. But I seem to have this memory of you and me and mom either. Maybe it was when you lived in the rental unit and we'd come over and watch it. I don't know. Maybe I made that up in my mind. But I mean, it, that was the thing. It was yeah. like appointment television. Yes, it was. And yeah, so on HBO back then... I don't know how often they re yeah, well, there was no streaming. So you had to, if you wanted to watch it, you mm -hmm. had to watch it. It was like Sunday night. Yes. At, at and eight o'clock or and something. And it would replay. It would replay. It would replay during the week. But you didn't but know when. So you wanted yeah. to catch it when. And there, you know, you would do the East Coast feed and the West Coast feed. So we would get it at like six. Yeah. And then the, the East Coast would get it at nine. And then you could watch it again at nine. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. I mean, it was a whole thing. Yeah, you had to make an effort. And then we would ta we would tape it for mom on a VHS tape, tape. <laughs> on a VHS tape, <laughs> and she would take it. Yeah, yeah, because she she yeah she didn't want to pay for HBO, and that's another thing. Back then, to add HBO onto your cable bill it was a lot of money. Yeah, it was. You know, it was probably. It was 25 like an, bucks yeah. back then it was like is, an additional 20 dollars and then to add showtime and then to, yeah. it was like it was it was a whole thing yeah the good, In the old, good old days, days. <laughs> yeah anywho okay. anyway i didn't make the announcement about talking about real housewives of orange county <laughs> so maybe we'll talk about that next time
Okay, or maybe yeah. we could do a separate little thing. Yes, uh, because we've been watching some other shows. Yes, that we had thoughts about. So. We want to talk about Real Housewives of Orange County, and we want to talk about the Kardashians. So yeah. we're trying to figure out where to slip all this in mm-hmm. with our other watching. So we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe we'll do it next week or something. Yeah, or maybe we'll do it after the Sister Wives. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're tuning in, if you like Sister Wives. But if you're a fan of either of those shows, just keep an eye out because we'll, we'll put them in the show notes Yeah, because we want to talk about those. But for right now, we'll just wrap this show up because it's almost an hour. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you like this show and you enjoy us, please give us a five star review that always really helps us and write a few kind words. Please, if you're not subscribed, please go and subscribe. The downloads really do help us as well. If you're not following us uh, on social media, that also helps us. So please go to Instagram or to TikTok at Psych Legal Pop um, and follow us. And I think that's it. On Mondays is um, we're putting out our um, and just like that. And Tuesdays is our Sister Wives Rewind. Uh, Sister Wives were on season four. Um, this week we are covering season four, episodes three and four. And I think that's it. That's it. Yep. We'll see you all next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. 